fantasy managers hello and welcome back to another edition of the fpl addicts fantasy weekly video cast and podcast we've got the usuals on today for our, our fourth podcast of the season so far we're powered by esports live and always sponsored by bonus bank as you already know even though it's the international break um, there's no rest for us on the panel today we've got everyone here um, I think Ollie's just about to join now as his face pops up on the screen there just quickly. Uh, we've got the usual suspects, as I said. We've got myself, Statman Dave, Jack, Ollie, and the FPL guru um, at FPL Addicts is his Twitter handles and his Instagram handles as well. So make sure you are following him. If you're not, what are you doing? It's the best FPL advice around. So uh, we'll, we'll ask you how you're doing, mate. Guru, how are you? Yeah, great. Thanks, Elliot. You know, Tottenham top of the league, Arsenal bottom of the league. Cannot complain at all. No, not at all. And um, in terms of FPL, you know, it's sort of a little bit of a, a weird sort of position. I think a lot of people find themselves in now. But are you sort of you sitting fairly comfortably and fairly happy? Do you think? Yeah, look, quite quite happy with um, the first few weeks. Um, you know, pretty stable. You know, probably would have liked, like everyone else, an extra sort of twenty, thirty points um, on the board. But yeah, look, look, stayed with the pack and um, you know got a couple of uh, captain shouts right. So. Yeah, pretty happy so far. Yeah, and as, as you said, if we bring up my share screen now, we can see Spurs have been off to a fairly flying start uh, towards the start of the season, mate, haven't they? Three from three, top of the league. It's not something you often say as a Spurs fan, but, you know, it's been a fairly fairly decent start for Spurs. Um, just how good were they against Watford? Human Son obviously being the main man doing the business as you predicted that he would. Yeah, Son got his goal, so happy with that. Um, but, yeah, quite a, a gritty win and... Um, you know, defensively sound, which was nice to see. Um, so that was a big problem last season towards the end. Um, was just the defence, and um, you know, Sanchez really upped his has really upped his game under Nuno, and he looked strong. Uh, Larice looked good. Even Eric Dyer had a sort of a good game. So, yeah, pretty um, pretty happy with the uh, the defence so far. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that you know maybe didn't take the the. The risk with going with Spurs defenders, but Ollie's definitely one that has. I won't ask you about Spurs so much, Ollie, but what I will ask you about is Man City's absolute obliteration of Arsenal. We obviously all watched it live together, and um, it ended up being quite a, a fairly boring game. You know, Man City just sort of ran over them in the end. But what did you sort of make of it? Yeah, it was it was really boring, as you say, Ollie. Obviously, happy birthday for yesterday, mate. Obviously, rocking the new Newcastle shirt, as we can uh, we can all see. So, happy birthday! Hope you had a good one, mate. But uh, yeah, it was a really really boring game. Uh, obviously, Arsenal are just abject at the moment. Um, I did bring. I'm doing a wild card draft. I brought in Callum Chambers uh, for this upcoming week just to sit on my bench. I'm just thinking, what am I doing? You can't be having an Arsenal defender or an Arsenal player in your team at the moment because they're absolutely horrendous at the back. I reckon. Um, Maybe Blackman's under-9s team could beat them in the minute the way they're playing. They're absolutely horrendous. It was a really boring game. City of class, you know, we just expected them to win and, and they did it pretty comfortably in the end, didn't they? Absolutely, mate. Thank you very much for your, your kind words there. 5-0, as we said, it was an absolute obliteration of Arsenal and they just looked absolutely hopeless. But um, Brighton Everton was one that popped out to me, Jack. A lot of people were, you know, expecting sort of a nil-nil boring draw or whatever there. But Everton came away with all three points. Damari Gray, is he going to be one that's on your radar? Oh, he's tempting for a wild card option when that time comes. He's uh, I'm probably not going to be able to change my midfield around just at the moment, but... Is um he's, he's looking in good form, Damari Green, great value. 
He absolutely is. He's looking really, really brilliant for Everton as well. They've obviously made a fair few signings without really breaking the bank, Everton. So uh, some pretty astute business from Rafa Benitez there. I'm sure um, that Everton will do fairly well this season. And obviously Dominic Calvert-Lewin was on the score sheet again for the Toffees. And the final game that we will review, Statman Dave, West Ham 2, Crystal Palace 2. We will get on to our teams and how we went this week. But I know you did captain side Ben Rama in the end and he didn't manage to return for you. But, you know, Antonio is still doing the business for a lot of FPL managers didn't he yeah yeah obviously as as we discussed it was a bit of a risky move for me to to do that and it didn't really pay off especially with son scoring well as my as the option that i was otherwise going to go with um yeah look to all uh it was pretty you know interesting game i did catch a, a fair chunk of it you know gallagher scoring a couple which was probably a little bit unexpected and then um you know antonio just just bagging goals for fun and you know, I've certainly brought him in this week finally, um, you know, and, you know, Fornell's also uh, being pretty potent in the last few weeks as well. Um, so, you know, West Ham just keep banging in goals, but potentially just being a bit leaky, I suppose, conceding a couple to, to Crystal Palace. But, you know, I think Crystal Palace looked a bit stronger than I was, I was certainly expecting them to be. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously they did concede two to Newcastle, one to Leicester as well. So their defence maybe might have to be strengthened with a possible, well, not with the possible transfer, but with the transfer of Kurt Zuma, which we will also dissect later. But um, just before we move on into the league reviews, we've got a question and I'll let you answer this one, Guru. Raj FPL, welcome to the channel, mate, if you are new. He says Spurs are lucky with three clean sheets or not. Guru, I want to get your opinion on that one. Probably a little bit in the Wolves game. Um so I'd probably say one of the clean sheets was, but in the City game and the uh, the Watford game, we were pretty resolute at the back. So yeah, I'd probably say, yeah, one of the clean sheets was lucky. So three, three out of three, probably yeah, a bit lucky, but two of them definitely not. And Ollie, obviously, as I mentioned before, has been one that's gone with a lot of those assets. So he will not care if Spurs are lucky or not, will you, Ollie? Not at all. Sergio Regulon, no one went with him pre-season. I backed him in for whatever reason. I thought he would do decent. So far, he has done. Um, we might be able to get on to my wildcard draft later on. I've also got with Davinson Sanchez in that as well. So I'm really liking what Spurs are doing, you know, going forward and in defence as well. So, you know, they're looking a complete side at the moment and the defence is a massive part of that. If you had told me at the start of the season that by game week four, you'd want Davinson Sanchez in your FPL team, I would have called you an idiot, mate. <laughs> But either way, it doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah. um, he will you, be going in Ollie's usually call me anyway, in anyway, but who knows? <laughs> he will be going in Ollie's team, as he says, and it's worked for him so far, so there's no reason to really change it now. But um, if we move on to the, the paid mini-league as we head into the first international break of the season, there's no surprise that we see Tom Stones top of the league, really, is there, Ollie? Back and forth, me and Tom. I don't know why I do at this point because he's, he's miles better than me. He's got to the point where even he's asking for advice and I'm like, mate, I know my place. I'm nowhere near as good as you at this game. Like, go with what you want to go with. He, he's probably consistently the best player in our community at the moment. And I don't think, you know, if you ask anyone in the community, people would say, oh, yeah, I think you know, I can back myself to beat him. But realistically, winner of last season, started so strong this season, he probably is the, the Man City of the FPL addicts world, really. And he, he's done it again. <laughs> he backs it up. He said he wasn't confident heading into the season. And, yeah, he, he backs it up. Obviously, Bradley's done really well as well. He's obviously joint top. You know, he's had a great start to the year. Um, obviously, I don't know what happens with the, uh, the bonus bank player of the month, FPL manager we'll of the month, that. if that's joint or not. Um, but both of those have been absolutely brilliant. Bradley, I don't know if he was playing last season, but he's been one out of nowhere. So fair play to him too. Hopefully, um, 
maybe can win it this year so to give us something different and so I can give Tom a bit of stick but you know Bradley's had a, a great start as well so both of those have been flying yeah and as you mentioned you're not sure if it goes to a, a playoff or if they just share it I can confirm that the first the very first bonus bank manager of the month has gone to a playoff similarly to what we saw in our our Euro competition I think it was match week three or match week two I think it might have been when we had uh, two players on the same amount of points for manager of the week but um, you know whoever gets the most points in game week four um, will come out with that manager of the month the very first manager of the month prize so um, best of luck to Tom and to Bradley I'm sure it's going to be an absolute thriller between them and they've you know as you can see 270 total points so far for FPL it's obliterating my score so hats off to the both of them and then if we can see in the league we've got Mohan in third and Jordy Wilson who we will be speaking to a little bit later on today's podcast who sits there in joint third and that's how the paid league is shaping up it's really competitive so far isn't it guru and you know at the top it's getting quite quite competitive and cagey you know a lot of people on a similar amount of points but um you can already start to see a, few, a couple of cracks in the league but towards the top top end it's, it's really competitive isn't it oh look it's unbelievable um you know in both leagues free and the mini um yeah just so much competition you know i've had a few uh, members in the community join this season and um you know they've come from various other mini leagues and just you know they're amazed at how uh, how strong the competition is in ours so yeah it's really exciting exciting stuff to see where uh, you know everyone ends up finishing uh, globally come the end of the season yeah, and I think it's you know worthwhile for me to touch just before we move on to the, the free league standings heading in to game week four. Nathan Delgado comes away with manager of the week for game week three with his team Toffees. He got 81 points and claims the 20 Aussie dollars weekly prize. So well done to you, mate. And we look, also look forward to having you on the podcast, not today, but very, very soon. But um, if we move on to the free mini now, they're somehow doing even better than the people in the paid league. We've got Umar in first on 280 points. We've got Max Spillett in second on 271. And um, then we've got Joseph Alvarez in joint joint third as well. There's a, there's three of them on 271 points, but it says there one of them's in second there. But Joseph Alvarez is technically the man in third there. And then Mohamed Bankit also sits there in joint third on 271 points. So you can see it's not just the paid leagues that are getting competitive. It's also very, very feisty towards the top end of the free league. We've also got our women's league, which, um, you know, it's received really good service so far this season. There's a lot of managers in there. And um, as you can see, that they're, they're, they're scoring high points, you know, 271 points for Mayer at the top. You know, maybe she should have uh, been involved with the paid league or something like that. She would have been able to claim that manager of the, uh, the month prize for the very first time so it just goes to show and we've got Karen Spence in second on 262 and Lynn Fullager in third on 247 and you know Jack as I mentioned she should be in the in the paid league there shouldn't she with a score like that yeah for sure I, th I think we'd, we'd definitely love to see some of the, uh, the women cross over and join the paid mini uh, I know we're going to be having one of the female um, female um, players in there coming on on the podcast very soon uh, I think Tanya who Tanya Davis, who I'll give her a shout out now. She's managed to get a lot of her kind of friends and community involved in this competition to help get it up. I think there's now 40, uh, 40 managers in there, females only, which is superb. So it's definitely something. Mm -hmm. 45. You know, yeah, 45, even better. So yeah, plenty of people to go and come and get and join the community. It's, it's not just for the guys. You know, the girls are you know showing what they can do. And Mayor with that score, that hole that she's brought in is absolutely huge. Um, and definitely someone we want to come on. And a big shout out to Renee as well, uh, the Mr. Guru. <laughs> Uh, who's the doing guru. well in fourth place as well, <laughs> smashing it. Um, 
you know, she's on two, four, three. You know, that's more than what I've got as well. So she definitely knows a thing or two. Is she beating you, Matt? Yeah, she is. She's, she's <laughs> killing it. And um, you know what? As well, on the weekend, she was close to, you know, a higher score. I think she looked at, um, you know, Fern Torres, um, but decided against it. But I think long term, she's kind of happy not to have him. Uh, but short term, she was a bit, you know, wish she'd had him. But I think uh, it would have been Yotta out and. Um, He's looking a really good pick now with Firmino's hamstring. So, um, yeah, look, she's she's sitting good, top four at the moment. So, happy days. Yeah, absolutely. And then for the uh, the bonus bank head-to-head league, um, obviously our sponsor for the season. It also sounds, you know, fairly um, fairly sane to say that Tom Stones and Bradley, two of the top ones in the paid league, also sit in joint first on on the same amount of points as each other, as we mentioned before. And then we've got Donal and Aaron in third and fourth there. And, um, you know, Matt Cowling is the, the first one of the names that I sort of recognise that's been um, associated with eSports Live and FPL Addicts. So I think we've got to get a little bit more representation from us um, in that bonus bank head-to-head league, lads. But, um, yeah, we're definitely really enjoying this head-to-head league as well. It's a nice little dynamic. You know, the, the classic can sometimes get boring. As we know, with draft, head-to-head can be really fun, especially if you know the opponent you're playing and uh, the mind games definitely settle in, as we saw last season. And we've seen a little bit for this season. But um, enough talking about those those leagues now. You know, congratulations to everyone who's done really well so far. It's a you know, really strong competition, really strong numbers that we've seen, you know, even compared to last season, whose numbers we were still really surprised with um just absolutely massive thank you to everyone who has joined but um we will move on to our halls for the week now and um we will start with statman dave 189 points total 52 points for this game week just walk us through your team dave he always finds himself on mute Apologies, guys. Um, yeah, so two weeks below the average, so it's been pretty disappointing for me. I don't think all of last year, my first year of FPL, I had two weeks below the average. So it's been a bit of a disappointing start for me, and I've uh, pulled the trigger on the wild card a bit earlier than I would have hoped. But, um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of the guys that I picked just just not really performing right now, especially in the defensive end and, and up front as well. So, um, yeah, so I've bought uh, – what else? Who did I bring in? So – I changed keepers, so Martinez out and Loris has come in. Um, defenders, I've uh, taken out Target, White, uh, Simicast, Shaw and Regulon. Uh, sorry, Shaw, and then uh, I've brought in Regulon, uh, Duffy, Christensen and Varane. Uh, also done a swap with Suchek for Basuma, which was more just to raise a bit of cash to upgrade uh, Tony to Antonio. Um, so now the, the new team's in sort of red hot form so i'll be pretty disappointed if i don't get well above the average this week yeah and are you sort of happy to play your wild card this early do you think statman dave i know it's caused a lot of controversy on uh on a lot of fpl twitter pages the guru was having his say this week and a lot of other people were but are you happy with the position you're in now that you've wild carded i think so i think you've got to play it when your team needs it the most um you know while i wouldn't necessarily have chosen to play it this early i think you know, I'm slipping further and further behind each week with the, the players I had just not not performing. So if that's the situation, then you've got to do something about it. And, and that's what I've done. So hopefully that, that sends me back up the ladder again. Yeah, and we've got, you know, let us know, obviously, if you are watching live, if you are playing your your wild card during this international break, Raj FPL has just said that he is as well. And our, our very own pizza boy, 
can't really decide whether to wildcard or not. Um, you know, when the conferences for the managers come out, it'll definitely be interesting. But um, he says his chances are he might play a free hit, which is fair enough. Um, Guru, what, what's your sort of thoughts on a, an international break free hit then? Yeah, well, it's difficult. I think, um, you know, we're probably not going to get a lot of the uh, news till quite late with press conferences. So, um, yeah, free hit for me is more of a double game week type of thing. Um, I still think it's quite early to burn that chip. Um, so, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't do that. Um, but again, it's, it's Pizza Boy's team and you know, he's sitting pretty well in the league, I believe. So, yeah, like he seems to seems to be in control of what he's doing quite well. He absolutely is. And JC's also just said, no wild card yet. Patience, lads. And they're wiser, wiser words have never been spoken from you, um, Josh, in my opinion. I'll be doing the same. Just a little bit of patience from, from me as well. And uh, as I said, I think that's quite a wise way to go about it. But if we move on to my team for the week, I did score above the average this week. Um, 59 points of a game week average of 54. Robert Sanchez was yet again unable to keep a clean sheet. I think the fraud squad is definitely out on, on the Brighton goalkeeper now. It's official two out of three weeks. If you'd told me that at the start of the season, would not have been going in my team. So he's one that I might have to reevaluate. But um, the defence, I was fairly happy with Trent. I'm not quite sure how he managed to get two bonus points for himself, but um, he ended up being able to. So I, I wasn't disappointed with that at all, obviously, because he lost out on his clean sheet. Digne with his first return of the season. So um, another one that sort of hasn't really performed to the heights that I'd hoped. And then Cresswell with the five points as well. Mohamed Salah, who, you know, was definitely overlooked as a captain shout this week. You know, he loves a game against Chelsea at home. I think a lot of people did end up still going with him, but I think a lot of people definitely overlooked him because of that tough Chelsea fixture. And then Fernandez blanked and Ben Rama, my transfer this week, also blanked. But the forwards are where most of my points came from. I was delighted with Wilson and Calvert-Lewin. And um, Ings was just unfortunately able to come away with just the assist. But um, that was 59 points for me. And as I said, I won't be playing my wild card. I've got to sort of evaluate what I'm going to do with my transfers. I don't think I'll be rolling over. But um, as Daniel's just said there, no St. Maximin. I'm sure a lot of people, including yourself, that did have him would have been absolutely delighted. We were chatting on Twitter today. The guru was saying he was unlucky not to pick up any, uh, any bonus points. But um, a lot of people that did have him would have been absolutely delighted with his late goal. Can't unfortunately say it was a, a late winner because it wasn't in the end, but um, that's just typical Newcastle. But um, we've got another question there from Bishwat and he says, keep or sell Mount. And I'll go to you, Guru, um, just for the insight on Mount here, because I know he's sitting in my draft team as well. So uh, what's, your, what's your view on him? It's really tough, isn't it, with Chelsea players? Because uh, you know, if this was game week seven, I'd say keep because of their fixtures. But, you know, Game week four, five, and six. Um, you probably could sell him right now with the with the focus on bringing him back a bit later on. He's he's not really produced much just yet. Um, you know, and you can probably get better value players around that price right now, like um, you know your Ben Rams of this world, Rafinha, and those types of players. So I'd probably sell him right now. Yeah, and you know any and all questions that you do have, make sure you get them in because we'll be more than happy to give you uh, some advice and. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people that do have Mount, he was very good for a lot of the time last season, but um, it will be interesting. But as the guru said, and I know we drilled it into Daniel's uh, brain as well, game week seven, Chelsea assets, that's the the gold mine, that's the jackpot. So, uh, you know, if you can afford to hold on to them until then, I think it's a good bit of advice as well. But we will move on to your team now, Jack, and an absolutely brilliant week from you, mate, 65 points. So just walk us through your team. Yeah, a lot better than the previous week. A bit like Statman was saying earlier, went below the average. 
I think me and you got the same there, Elliot, with 51 points. Um, but yeah, went into the week, made the change with Duffy at the back to make sure I had a defender. He didn't really contribute much with that uh, Everton defeat, uh, as well as the same as Sanchez. Um, but yeah, carrying forward, I had Son in there for this Watford fixture and obviously put the armband on him. Um, he was obviously a good pick and he hauled in there as I expected, even though the free kick maybe should have been stopped on the way through. But uh, thank goodness it wasn't. Uh, that went all the way through. But yeah, Salah did well as well. Uh, to be honest, I, I wasn't too sure about what to expect from Salah, but obviously he got the goal in there, which is cracking. Um, and then Greenwood, um, who I showed a lot of faith in at the start of the season, thinking he was going to go well in you know five of the six fixtures that United have got for the first six game weeks. He showed what he's made of as well with three and three for him. And then... Um, Obviously, Richarlson, don't know what was going on with that penalty um, argument that he had with uh, Calvert-Lewin in there, but he, no, he, he didn't hold for me. I think he peaked at game week one, so he's definitely on the radar for shifting. Ings with the assist, happy days. And then my guy, Chris Wood, uh, got the nine point. He bagged, did did celebrate a little bit. Ollie won't be too happy with that, but I, I definitely did celebrate when Burnley scored and got that got that goal. I was walking my dog at the time and... Uh, the guru gave me a text and I did a little celebration, a little jump in the street. So, yeah, happy with that. Gave me, it took me above and 65 and kept up with uh, with you boys uh, who, who did well in there. Uh, and then, yeah, stayed with the pack. That's good. And, Ollie, you must be absolutely recoiling hearing Jack there saying that you celebrated a Burnley goal. What's your thoughts on that one, mate? Well, I will say as a right reply, Jack, I'm happy that you're happy, but the reason that you're happy, I'm not happy with, if that makes sense. Like, surely you got... I, I, it's good to... Good to See that you're happy, mate. But surely you've got more to be happy about than than a goal from a dingle. Come on, mate. <laughs> I think um, the issue the issue was though he played three games. His third game, the, other, the first two games wasn't too good, but he was he was down there as my differential. So grabbing the goal, it was a bit of a relief, really, to uh, you know for him to a hall finally. So thank goodness. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And, you know, I just want to ask you quickly about Richarlison, Jack. I know you said he was on your radar to move on, but, you know, there was sort of that uncertainty around Everton at the start of the season around who would be on penalties. Um, but um, do you think now that, you know, it sort of looks like Calvert-Lewin is fairly nailed on to take the spot kicks for the Toffees that, you know, he maybe loses a bit of his value, do you think? Yeah, I don't think you're wrong there, El. I, you know, coming into the season, I was expecting him to be on penalties. Um that's, I think that's where he's picked up a lot of his points over the last couple of seasons for Everton. Uh, and that was kind of one of the reasons I brought him in. So him him on the uh, is on the radar for shifting out, but I'm probably gonna have to bear with him. And Everton have got good fixtures, so I'm hoping they can sort, you know, sort that out between the differences between them, you know, Calvert Loon and Richarlson. You know, if he's not on pens, hopefully he can contribute elsewhere on the pitch. Uh, and uh, yeah, grab a few goals while he's still in the squad. Um, so we'll see how he goes. Yeah, I think he's definitely one that you might want to look to to move on with, you know, unless he picks up a fair bit of form. You know, the penalties are quite precious in FPL. And if he's not on them, I'm sure he devalues uh, his, his value as an asset quite a bit. But um, Reedy, we just keep going higher and higher as we keep going with these these points as we go up the, the mini league. 70 points this week and a brilliant start to the, to the league for you, mate. So 70 points, just take us through your team. Thanks, Elliot. Appreciate it, mate. Nice little introduction there. And I just want to say uh, happy birthday for obviously yesterday. Um, to all the FBR guys out there. Um, this 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 guy is the main man now, and he does a brilliant job, obviously, of uh, introducing and going through the pod. So yeah, props to you, mate. Thank you, mate. Yeah, Thank you. in regards to no worries, in regards to the FBL, uh, couldn't be couldn't be more happier, I suppose, you know, as we've all maybe mentioned that we'd like a few more points on the board, but um, you know, I've done okay 
up to now and um you know the likes of Shaw coming through finally with a clean sheet um it's, it's been nice to see um and you know the likes of Regulon that's a pick that I made as as you guys know last week paid off uh took Dinier out got his first clean sheet of of course he would um but luckily I got the bonus points on Regulon so I was really happy with that um Son as well uh, it's, a, it's a really tricky one from from what I did last week because or for the last game week because I made a big decision to take a half minus four hit and uh, that was take Salah out for Son. Um, and basically, it made no difference. Um, if I'd have kept Salah in, you know, when I captained him, I'd have got the same, exact same points and I'd have saved myself the minus four. But, you know, it was a tricky fixture for Liverpool and I don't think anyone expected uh, Salah to maybe hit and uh, get the bonus points, but he did. So I was happy with Son at least getting his goal. Greenwood delivered again. He's been brilliant. Um, great asset to have. Value for money, you know, in terms of uh, in, in that midfield as an option. Fernandez obviously is not quite getting there in the moment. Has been maybe been as consistent as, as what we all thought he would. And Ashley, uh, Ashley Barnes, uh, not Ashley Barnes, even Harvey Barnes. Um, he might as well just yeah give up already because I had big big hopes for that um, for for the guy, you know, and uh, he's just not delivered. So yeah, up top can't complain. Antonio Armstrong Nings. Fantastic. Um, you know, Armstrong getting that last minute penalty for the Saints, unfortunately, Elliot, to ruin your birthday, mate. Um, you know, so I was happy with that, but it would have been nice to see Newcastle win, I'm not gonna lie. because uh, they did deserve it, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, all good. Just the way that it goes sometimes, mate. It was a fairly appalling piece of defending from Newcastle, which uh, isn't too much new. But, you know, you, you said a lot about Harvey Barnes just then. Do you think he's going to be one that you're going to look to move on during this international period? Yeah, of course, of course. I've got I've got a lot to think about in regards to, you know, moving him out. Um, what do I do? Why I've got extra money in the bank there that I could use. Uh, do we make that one transfer? Um, there's a lot of players been signed, obviously, with deadline day, you know, um, closing yesterday. So there's a few interesting players knocking about now in fantasy. And it's just about looking for that value and that enabler that could potentially get you, you know, your Ronaldo's, your Lukaku's and Harry Kane, obviously, is now in the conversation again. So, yeah, I am going to definitely look at it. Um, it is something that's probably going to happen. He is going to be probably shifted out for, for the uh, Leicester City fixture because it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, so it just depends who I bring in. Yeah, and as I said, it's been an absolutely brilliant start to the, the FPL season so far for you. Unfortunately, this man, Ollie Walker-Peel, I say unfortunately, it's always nice to see him do well. Um, he's got 77 points this week and he does rank just that one point totally overall above you. So, Ollie, just walk us through your teammate. You've had a really, really good week. he's still going Ollie you're on mute um, you know it's just one of those let, let, let's just get past that bit of negativity and that bit of mishap because I've actually got something positive to talk about in FPL this week which is a bit crazy but um, you know as I was saying just you know watching that game you know I had a Tottenham fan on the call with another uh, another mate of mine we were all just willing um, son on to score really and he did um, Backman probably should have done better but it doesn't matter uh, so that was probably. nice Salah, you know, obviously double figures, that was nice. All my strikers doing doing brilliantly, obviously. The main man, the angel of the north himself, getting a getting an assist, getting cropped, but I can't even remember who the Newcastle defender was, but Lascelles. obviously Ward Prowse. 
Oh, of course it was. Jamal sell himself, um, as the commentator called him back in the day. I can't remember. But obviously, Wilson's scoring was good. Um, obviously, all my forwards hitting is always nice. Greenwood, good again. Regulon has been the main man for me so far this season. But I have actually decided to uh, drop the old wild card this week, which might be quite surprising from the outside. Um, it's not a case of ripping up everything and starting again or, you know, panic stations. It's more about amplifying my good start. And also, it's about the main man who somehow we haven't even name dropped Cristiano Ronaldo yet. We're 28 minutes in, and somehow we haven't even mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo once, who's obviously come into the game. 12 and a half million, I think you've got to have him. So I've gone with him this week, um, or for, for next week, sorry, after the international break. Um, but I'm pretty happy at the moment. Yeah, so, you know, what was your sort of thought process then behind wildcard? And obviously, as an outsider, I know you've just said that, you know, you want to keep your good start going, but do you think it's a bit too early? You know, you've had a really, really good start to the season. Are you just hoping that this maybe gives you that upper sort of bump in the mini leagues? Yeah, like I say, I just wanted to bump it up a little bit rather than, you know, because I think a lot of people who were playing wildcards this early would be saying, oh, I've had a shocking start. You know, I've got to rip everything up and start again. Not the case for me. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Harry Kane are the two players that I don't have. That I think if I don't have them any longer, might cost me. So I've got both of those in. I think that not having both those guys in, especially when Cristiano Ronaldo is coming up against Newcastle. Sorry, Jordy, who's just joined us. And, and Elliot, I think he's going to absolutely tear, uh, tear the tune apart at the weekend. So... Um, or when he plays so it's one of those I think you've got to have those guys in so that's the only reason if Ronaldo didn't move to, to Man United or I did have Harry Kane then maybe I wouldn't have wild carded but I think you've just got to have those guys in so I'm, I'm willing to to burn the chip just to get those guys in and hopefully I can keep my, my good start rolling because it's been nice yeah, it's been a really, really good start to the season for you, mate. But unfortunately, you as well are overshadowed by our very own FPL Addicts guru, who is the highest point scorer heading into the international break. Total points out of all of us. You got 70 points this week. And um, again, Matt, it was just an absolutely brilliant week from you. So take us through your team. Yeah, uh, decent week this week. Um, attacks all here, which is nice. Got that Tony goal, so kept the... Uh, you know, kept the momentum with him after a poor start. Um, Ings and Antonio both uh, both coming out with points. Um, bit disappointed in Bruno blanking again. You know, that's it's a costly blank because he's only obviously hit one week out of three. But um, you know, I'm going to stick with him. And Son grabbing the goal was great. Obviously, he was my captain. Uh, Grealish again, a bit disappointed. Obviously, returned two and two for me. But you know, five goals to only be involved in one of them. Um, you know, I'm a bit bit gutted about that one, but I think long term he's going to get more and more points anyway. Obviously, Salah, good score. Um, nice to finally get something out of Luke Shaw. Um, so I'll probably keep him a bit longer. Um, Livermento was my transfer, and obviously you would have seen Elliot in the in the Newcastle game. He was, you know, centimeters away from an assist if it wasn't for the uh, that sitter that went over the bar. So um, you know, I was I was again so close yet so far. Um, and then uh, Amati um, wasn't really expecting a huge amount from from him again. He's four million defender too. And then yeah, Sanchez, um, you know, frauding us all again. Uh, game week three, so um, yeah, look, pretty uh, pretty steady week again. And um, yeah, we go again after the international break. 
Yeah, and you know, as you mentioned, Livermento, if I do say so myself, he was very, very unlucky, um, you know, not to end up getting a even a even the slightest return for the lot of FPL managers that did transfer him in. I definitely think he'll be one for the future. You know, Southampton obviously conceding to to Newcastle, there's there's never any shame in that considering the best team in the world. But, you know, he definitely did deserve a couple of attacking returns. He was really, really central to most of what they wanted to do. And um him and El Yunusi on the right hand side definitely look very dangerous together. So I'm sure it won't be too much longer um, before you see a couple of returns from him, Guru. But do you think, you know, Luke Shaw's value, I know we've spoken a lot um, on, a lot previously, but not too much today about Ronaldo, but, you know, it might just seem so effortless for him now to get assists. You know, if he just crosses a ball into the box, you're going to assume Cristiano, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is going to be there arriving with his with his head that he likes to score with so much and, you know, getting him a lot of, you know, assist points. Do you think that Ronaldo is going to boost up Shaw's value? Yeah, yeah, I think he will. Um, I think Varane will as well, because if Shaw does take, uh, you know, free kicks in the odd corner, then I think, um, you know, Varane's going to be a big aerial presence too. But um, yeah, Ronaldo does um, does certainly lift him. But yeah, I've still got my eyes on Shaw in terms of maybe taking him out during this kind of game week six to 14 period. Um, but look, we'll, we'll probably touch more on that on Friday. But yeah, just to answer your question anyway, I think, I think, Sure, will be better with um, with Ronaldo in there for sure. I th- think a lot of teams in the world will be better with Cristiano Ronaldo in there, but I definitely think Luke Shaw, with you know the crossing ability that he had on display at the Euros, will definitely be worth a lot of fancy managers' time. But um, that's sort of our teams as we head into the international break. We've got a couple of transfers. You know, there's a lot happening on deadline day yesterday. As long as your uh, team name isn't Newcastle United, so um, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of transfers and a lot that might have some major repercussions on FPL. So I just want to talk about Emerson, Matt. Um, obviously, the the new right back for Spurs comes from Barcelona, formerly of Real Betis uh, in Spain. So, do you think that he's going to be one you know that's going to start ahead of Doherty and uh, going to get a lot of attacking returns for your team, Spurs? Yeah, I think he will. Um, I think maybe the first sort of few weeks he might um, you know not play. I think Tanganga will keep his place for a while, but um, over time, I think he'll move into that right right hand side, whether it's in a uh, three five two with fullbacks or um you know in a back four but I think he'll um yeah five million is a pretty good price um obviously the same as Regulon and um yeah big potential there. Yeah, absolutely. And Spurs, as we mentioned, you know, despite some people might think they're lucky or not, they've got three three games, three clean sheets on the board. So that's all that, you know, a lot of FPL managers will be caring about. If we move on to another transfer now, Jack, I know we spoke about him a fair bit before. Utun Edouard, um, the Frenchman, obviously coming to London, going to the Eagles with Crystal Palace, you know, he's going to be, you know, a, a brilliant, you know, forward if he can get firing to get into your FPL team because, you know, he's, he's obviously not going to break the bank too much. And, you know, if you want to have the, the premiums of your, your Lukaku, and your Canes and Ronaldo's, you can probably slide him in there as well, couldn't you? Yeah, for sure. I'm not too sure what what value is coming in at, if anyone else can help on that. But if he's around that six, six and a half, you know, he's coming from a, you know, not the, not the biggest league in the world, most competitively in the world. So hopefully he's coming in at a decent value where you can have that third striker um, equivalent to maybe the arm, you know, Armstrong. He's six um, and a half. That'd be, that'd be, Six and a half years, that right? Perfect. Um, so you know, around that fee, you know, I'd be quite happy to have him as a third striker. He's going to score goals. He puts himself about. He's been really impressive for Celtic. He's done well in the Champions League when they played in there. Um, so yeah, he could be a good asset to have. And excited to see how he kind of does. I think Crystal Palace are desperate for someone like that to get the goals. You know, they've not been prolific over the years with Benteke and AU. Um, so if they can get, you know, the likes of. 
you know, um, uh, Gallagher to be supplying the supplying the goals to him. Um, you know, it'd be quite interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, and as the guru just mentioned there, you know, game week nine, Palace have got a lot of green fixtures, so it might be one to look for your team. You know, he's obviously probably borderline class as an enabler for, um, you know, that striker position, as I said, if you do want to get those sorts of assets in. But I do want to ask you as well, Jack, Daniel James to Leeds, are you sad to see him go from Man United or are you you happy that he's sort of moving on in his career and taking a, a little step down to Leeds? Oh, step down, shots fired there for the Leeds fans. I don't mind a bit of that. Um Listen, I think Don James, he, he, was elect, he was electric when he started. You know, he scored plenty, quite a few goals for us when in the first, in the first kind of three, four months when he came on the scene. He's so fast. I mean, I think he'll suit Leeds really well um, in terms of obviously the pressing game. But else is going to educate him a bit more, maybe where Ollie probably lacked in terms of maybe development on his side. But is um, yeah, it'd be, I think it's a good move for him. Got you know, a good bit of money for him as well. To be fair. Um, he's a good prospect. It would maybe be nice to have a buyback clause at some point. Um, you know, see how he actually progresses. I'm not too sure if that's even happened with him, but um, I think he'll push on well. And he's obviously uh, he's given up the 21 for Cavani. He was giving it up for uh, our, our man CR7. Yeah, we will touch on Ronaldo now, Oli. I know you mentioned that we hadn't spoken about him too much. He obviously is quite, you know, a small profile, small name, just moving to the Premier League now, Cristiano Ronaldo. So do you think he's going to be able to hit the ground running for Manchester United? You know, you wouldn't have got your words in any way, mate, because you are once again on mute. But um, you, they obviously did mute you automatically there. But Ronaldo, what's your thoughts, Ollie? I, I've never heard of him. Like For 12 and a half million, you can't be taking a risk on someone like that. Uh, but but no, seriously, like t- to be fair, I think you've got to have him. Like He's the main reason why I've put him in my wildcard team. Obviously, he was going to move to the better club in Manchester, but settled for second best last minute. Um, obviously, he's returned home though. On a serious note, he's returned home. Like, I don't remember him in the Premier League last time for Man United last time. So it's going to be like that little bit. Like, it's, we know we're going to have something to remember him by. Like our age, I know Jack. You know, childhood hero. Or, or, you oh, know, pick on the, pick on the old boy on the podcast. Like, no, I know, but you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> you know, the, going going back on you a little bit. It's like you know, it's like you're flashing back ten years. So. You know, you can't you can't rediscover your five side footballing skills, but you can rediscover, you know, Ronaldo wearing the number seven at United. So, you know, that's something obviously good for you. But he's gonna be great at FPL, isn't he? He's gonna be great for the Premier League, he's gonna light things up and I can't wait. Yeah, it's just so brilliant that, you know, Newcastle at home is his, his first game as well for a lot of FPL managers, I'm sure. They'll be uh, profiting off that one. But um it's just just meant to be, mate, wasn't it? Just absolutely meant to be. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of FPL managers are pulling out the uh, the triple captain card as well. But um, Dave, I'll ask you about Kurt Zuma now. I mentioned him just ever so briefly before. You know, he's probably going to be expected to start for West Ham, and you know, as I said, they've they've conceded a fair few. But um, do you think that he's going to make that West Ham defence stronger? Yeah, look, I think he's going to be a pretty decent decent asset for them. Um, you know, he's also a bit of a goal threat. He's scored five goals last season, so. You know, from a centre back, then that's that's just a bonus, and obviously it, it makes him a, a definite sort of FPL threat, I suppose, with with that goal scoring um, possibility as well. So yeah, and and you know, clean sheets is what um, 
you know, they, they need at the moment. They're conceding a bit. So, you know, they've got plenty of goal scoring power. They just need to stop them at the, going back the other way. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, the, the likes of Cresswell and Sofal that maybe have lost out on those clean sheet points as well. You know, if Zuma can, you know, bolster up that defence for West Ham, there'll be a lot of other uh, assets that will be profiting off that. But the, the last asset that I want to ask about, uh, I'll ask you, Reedy, Huang Hee Chan to uh, to Wolves, obviously played at RB Salzburg and RB Leipzig. Um, a lot of FIFA players will know him for his, uh, his blistering pace and uh, his inability to shoot on the early days of Ultimate Team. But um, do you think that, you know, he can he can do it in the Premier League and he might be a, a cheeky one that a lot of people could get into their teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love that reference to FIFA. I know him well from play, playing a lot of uh, the Ultimate Team. He's, uh, you know, he's had a, quite a few special cards and you're right in terms of that, that pace. You know, quick, quick guy. Um, you know, and I think he's a great little, little coup for, for Wolves, really, because... Uh, Jimenez has had that big big injury, um, so you know five point five million on FPL. I think uh, don't quote me on that one, but you know he's he's another enabler, um, another striking option, and it just keeps adding to the list of, of striking options that we've got. Everyone will be looking at those premium priced uh, strikers, but he's uh, he's one to keep an eye out on definitely. Yeah, absolutely, and you know as we've mentioned, the enablers are the the important ones these. There's all the uh, the premium assets that have joined the league, so I definitely think he's one to uh, to look out for and just keep an eager eye on. But um, before we wrap up for this section and move on to the guest section, I just want to give a quick reminder that you know although it's the first international break, um, you can still join our community. Our free mini code is one K S R Y W, and if you fancy a little bit more competition, check out our paid mini at www.e-sportslive.com.au/fpraddicts, which obviously includes the five. 5k total worth of cash pool prizes including manager of the week and manager of the month which we've gone through today and the end of season cash rewards our fpl discord server is also up and running so whether you're you know more of a casual player or you're all in for fpl it's absolutely flying on there so get yourself involved and if you're listening on apple podcast please give us a review and uh, drop us a little rating as well and if you are watching along on youtube make sure you subscribe and like just so you never miss an upload but um that wraps up sort of our team section so far for the uh, the FPL season. So if we move on now to the guest section, we've got a very special guest today, uh, Jordy Wilson. He's the first Newcastle fan which we've had on the podcast. So it's really nice to, uh, to see a little bit of a tune representation. He's currently managing Obi-Wan Kenobi Neil, which is a team name which I'm absolutely loving as well, mate. He sits third in yeah, FPL Addicts paid league, and uh, obviously, as I mentioned, he is a new. Is that is that uh, Elliot gone there? <laughs> we can uh, we can carry on just for a minute while he brings himself back. Jordy, how are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks, guys. Great to be here. Um, yeah, I've I've only joined this community uh, for the first time for the start of this season, but I'm already loving it, and uh, it's been a good good start for me. So yeah, looking forward to chat about it. Yeah, brilliant. I'm sure when Elliot gets back, he'll he'll try and talk a bit more shop about Newcastle United, mate. Who's your favourite player at Newcastle? I mean, it's got to be Alan to Maximum, surely. I think you know a lot of lot of FPL managers like to look at you know expected goals, expected assists, but for expected fun, St Maximum <laughs> is absolute top. Um, I, yeah, I can't remember the last player who who excited me as much for playing for Newcastle. There's not too many others 
to be honest. So he's not really comparing himself against that much high quality, but yeah, love him. Yeah, I think Hatton Ben Arthur is probably the one for me that he reminds me of the most, you know, to sort of reminisce on if those two have been playing together. Um, I'm sure even Steve Bruce could get a fair bit out of this Newcastle side. But um, obviously, as I mentioned, it's really nice to finally have a Newcastle fan on the podcast, but we will get right into it. So how long have you been playing FPL for, Geordie? And, um, you know, what's your sort of overall that you're sitting at at the minute, if you know? Yeah, sure. So this is my ninth season of fantasy. So, you know, I've got a little bit of experience under my belt now. Um, had a few good seasons too. I've had three in the top 10,000 overall um, with my best. I mean, you could say it's gone all downhill. But my best was in my second second season ever. It uh, was just outside the top 2,000. Uh, that's where I finished there. Um, but I mean, to this season, I've started way better than I could have expected, to be honest. Um, the goal at the start of the season is always just, you know, don't don't stuff it up too, too badly, you know, stick around the pack. Um, make the moves later season, but I've started really strongly and currently sitting 17,000th in the world. So, you know, it's a good platform. We're not sure, not sure if I can keep it up, but we'll, we'll, we'll see, hopefully. Well, fingers crossed, mate. And, you know, my second question to you was, you know, sort of rate your performance so far, but I think you pretty much summed it up there with, you know, top 17,000 in the world. That's an absolutely monumental achievement. So you're obviously really delighted with uh, the way that you've gone so far this season. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I, I, to be honest, I've never seen a start of the, uh, the first couple of game weeks being this high scoring. I mean, loads of people getting over 100 in game week one. That's something that I'd certainly never seen before. Um, and I was lucky enough to get 112, I think, in game week one and then 88, I think, game week two, down to 64 game week three. Hopefully the trend doesn't continue too, too long. Um, but yeah, you know, it's been it's a great, great start. Uh, and hopefully uh, I can push on from here. Good stuff, Geordie. Uh, um, it's the guru here. So I've just got a couple of questions for you as well. Um, can you name two asset tips for the season? Um, so two sort of must-have players. So they can be premiums or, you know, maybe, you, you know, your sort of budgets or choices. So, um, yeah, give us two players that you think everyone should uh, sign up for their team. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I, I preface this answer by saying that I don't think anyone's a must-have necessarily. I think there's lots of ways to play the game, especially this season with so many premium assets, you know, you know, KDB, Kane, Lukaku, Ronaldo, Salah, Mane, you know, there's so many options. So there's no one that I think is a must-have, um, but I think the two that are probably closest to that, the first one, for me, it's got to be Mo Salah. Uh, I think he's just a proven asset a proven fantasy asset. He's been, you know, one of the top scoring, if not the top scoring player in the game for the last four seasons. Liverpool started the season reasonably well. You know, the next couple of fixtures are still really good. So I think if you don't have Salah, you're sort of trying a bit too hard to be contrarian possibly. Um, and then the other one, uh, probably, it's, it's really hard to say, but I really like for the long haul, the look of Lukaku. I think that Chelsea team, they create so much um, they were just missing that clinical striker. They don't have, they don't have to worry about you know feeding the chances to Werner or Morata anymore. They've got a real quality striker in uh, who I think is going to score a bucket load of goals. He's probably my tip for for Golden Boot. So if I think that's going to happen, I think he's going to score a lot of fantasy points as well. So even though um, I'm not 100% sure if I'll be getting him in in the next sort of week or two, I think game week seven, when the fixtures turn, he's a must-have because Chelsea's fixtures from game week seven to 12 or so are just outrageously good. So, yeah, I think Salah and Lukaku would be my two as close to must-haves as you can have in this game. 
Yeah, as uh, Daniel's good. just said there, can I, if I could just jump him out, there's a lot of big yeah, names on there for, for Newcastle. Um, a lot of big names, <laughs> Remy Cabela, Hatton Ben Arthur, Gabriel Obertan, David Ginola and Peter Beardsley. You know, a lot of yeah. big names there, Jordy. Who do you think would have been, I just want to run this question out, you know, the best FPL asset um, if they were still playing this season, who, out of those players there, which one would you want in your team? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I'd be tempted to say Hatton Ben Arthur because I actually did have him on my fantasy team um, back in the day. Although I do remember he, is, he was notoriously unreliable. I think I actually, in my very first season, um, being sort of new to the game and not quite as experienced, I captained Hatton Ben Arthur in one of my early game weeks. And I think he got me one point, got a yellow card, you know, for dissent and something like that and went strolling off the pitch. But just for the pure entertainment factor, I think uh, it would have to be Hatton Ben Arthur. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we've got a, a couple more questions just to send your way as well. So, you know, we speak a lot about enablers on this podcast and, um, you know, the, the sort of cheap assets that will allow you to get those Romelu Lukaku type assets that you've um, just spoken about into your team. So who's your sort of tip for an enabler or one that you've sort of got sitting in your team? If I just bring your team up onto the screen now, you know, the, the Ben Ramas and the Rafinhas, are they sort of your two top picks as enablers in FPL this season? Yeah, I mean, obviously, they've both started well. Ben Rama, particularly, I think he's been one of the keys to my good start, having him in from game week one along with Antonio. Um, I think uh, with those with that enabler price bracket, I'm, I'm hesitant to, to sort of say, you know, it's a set and forget. Once you get one guy, you just sort of ride in the whole way because I think, it, you know, over the past however many seasons I've been playing fantasy, it's very rare that that really sort of cheap guy does does a Mares or, or a Kane when they're priced really low and they just keep it up through the whole season. So I think Rafinha is a really good hold, um, even though Leeds have been a little bit suspect in the first few game weeks. Ben Rama, I'm happy to keep again for another few weeks, at least until Europa League really kicks in for West Ham. Um, but looking forward, I reckon possibly Ismail Assar from Watford would be a good shout. I think, you know, he scored game week one and announced himself um, or re-announced himself back to the Premier League. Um, but he hasn't scored in the last two, so I think possibly a few people might be sleeping on him. But Watford's fixtures turn really nice. I think they're playing, you know, uh, Wolves, Norwich and Newcastle in the next three. And, you know, I know as a Newcastle fan how suspect we are defensively. So I think Saar would be a good option for just six million. Um, and then another one also at six million, I think, uh, as a midfielder, Traore, as much as he has got no end product and it frustrates the life out of me when I watch him because he's got he's got so much else but when it comes to shooting he's he's a bit all over the place he has had so many good chances and Wolves have had so many good chances that I sort of can't see it continuing where they continue not to score so I think it might be one where you can possibly get ahead of the curve by bringing him in this week when they start a really nice fixture run like uh, Watford um and so, yeah, I mean, at both 6 million price ranges, I think Saar and, and Traore are good shouts and that'll allow you to, yeah, you know, spend more up front if you're trying to get the Lukaku's and maybe even the, the Ronaldo Lukaku double up. Oh, good stuff, Jordi. And I'm loving that Traore pick. Um, I think he's going to be brilliant. Like the um, last couple of games I watched him, he's, he's put a couple of balls on a plate, one for Trincao, Jimenez, did it many a time in the uh, Wolves Spurs game. And I think, once Jimenez starts finding his finishing, I think Traore is going to be brilliant uh, for FPL. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, but my next question is, um, are you enjoying being part of the uh, FPL Addicts community? And uh, what's your favourite part of it so far? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really enjoying it. I mean, as I said, um, 
this is my first season being part of the community. A few weeks before the season started, I was playing in one of the esports live tournaments, FIFA tournaments. A little plug there, really well run. Uh, and I saw a note saying, you know, if you're interested in FPL, join us over here. And and uh, I hopped into the Discord and you know watched for a couple of days, and I was really impressed. Um, and honestly, I think that the thing that I've been enjoying the most is the Discord community. Um, but combined with that, the sort of interactivity and engagement between you know you guys uh, and and everyone in there, I, I think that's what sort of elevates you above a number of other fantasy football communities. I know there are a lot of them out there at the moment, but it's that engagement um, and that feeling like there's always someone online, uh, you know, chatting about all sorts of things, whether it's you know the most recent game week, the upcoming game week transfers, you know, the Champions League. I think even there's a a meme channel just opened in there. So, you know, there's there's something for everyone uh, and there's just lots of engagement. So, yeah, that's uh, it's been a really good introduction to the community and I'd, I'd highly encourage anyone else who's, who's interested to get involved. Yeah, and, and if my words of telling you to join the, the Discord every single week doesn't persuade you to join uh, the Discord, then, you know, maybe Geordie's words there definitely might have an impact on you as, as we've just mentioned uh, i did have a little makeover last night we've uh, sort of tried to refine it as much as we can and make it the best possible experience so uh, we really appreciate your kind words there geordie the final question for you today um what's your sort of target for your, the mini leagues this season so that the paid mini and the free mini where's sort of a spot that you'd be happy to finish well i mean i, I think given the start i've had i'd be lying if i said i wasn't aiming to win it um i think you know it's a realistic target i'm i'm sitting in third in the paid mini and i know this uh, you know it's a top quality league with lots of great competition lots of great managers in there um but you know hopefully fingers crossed uh i won't throw away the good start and uh i might even be at the top come game week 38 and i mean overall yeah, honestly i mean my, my my target every season is you know aspirational i hope to finish in the top 10,000 managers overall um, I've done it a couple of times, but, you know, it's becoming more and more difficult every year with now, what, 7.6 million managers or something outrageous like that. Uh, so, you know, that's that's a nice aspirational target. Hopefully uh, I can continue with my good start and hit that. Um, but, you know, nothing's ever assured in fantasy. You've just got to, you know, play it, play it how you see it and hope for the best. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously with the, the good start that you've had, you know, you've got to go for the gold, don't you? And uh, we wish you the best of luck with that. And we obviously thank you for uh, giving us your time today and coming onto the podcast just to speak to the, the podcast community and that sort of stuff. And uh, best of luck for the rest of the season, mate. Um, you know, as I said, thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, that wraps up the guest section for today's podcast. So if we move on now to a word from our sponsor, and um, we do want to plug them just quickly, you know, fantastic sponsor, the Bonus Bank are, you know, obviously supporting us for the 2021 and 22 season. And, um, you know, if you're not aware by now, Bonus Bank shows you how to make guaranteed profit by taking advantage of bookmaker promotions from across almost every sport, not just football. I know a lot of people within our community have given it a go and it's worked out really well for them. So, uh, you know, you should really be getting involved with that um they obviously use it mostly for the epl but as i said it's pretty much every sport um across the world it's it's a great tool um for fantasy assets as well you know they give a lot of probability and stuff like that so on twitter you know i know that they were tweeting out 
um, sort of probabilities for clean sheets last week and that sort of stuff. So it's really helpful when you wanted to pick your assets uh, for your fantasy teams as well. The platform is free, but if you do want to unlock special features and go premium, make sure you use the code FPL Addicts to receive a 25% discount on your first month's membership and no lock-in contracts. You can see the link in our caption for more details and you'll learn how to make immediate profit. FPL Addicts are delighted to be bringing you the Champions League Fancy Football. You can register your team now and create your squad. Head to bit.ly forward slash FPL Addicts UCL. What an introduction. I feel like I'm ascending to the heavens or something like that with that tune. Absolutely brilliant. Never gets over the Champions League. And, uh, you know, obviously, as, as Jack's just mentioned there with the voiceover, UCL Fantasy Football is now live and we've got less than two weeks until it kicks off. And um, we've obviously got a free and our paid mini just because of how well the uh, the Euros worked with this sort of UEFA format. The code for the free mini is 80DVZL5SO6. And, um, you know, you can get all the details with all that on our website as well. The paid mini is going to be 10 Aussie dollars to join. And um, it's going to have a cash pool of 250 Aussie dollars um, to be won as well. So, um, Guru, obviously, you've got more chance of winning this than Spurs winning the Champions League this season. So uh, are you excited for this league? Are you feeling good? Yeah, can't wait, mate. That was one of the reasons I really wanted to do it was because, you know, there's going to be no bias from me and, um you know, it's going to be brilliant. I can't wait to have, uh, you know, someone like Lino Messi in my side. It's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. And as I've mentioned, um, just everybody, as many people as we can should get involved in that. It's a nice little refresher from um, the FPL rules because obviously the, the Euros was so nice, you know, different set of rules, the, the midweek substitutions, midweek captain changes. Um, so I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, we've also said a lot in our Discord that, you know, you make your team for the group stages and then you don't have to worry about it until February anyway. So um, it should be a lot of good fun and uh, a little side hustle, if you will, for the uh, the FPL as well. But um, for the, the sticker twist section and a lot more a deeper analysis, you have to join myself and the Guru on Friday as we sort of review everything FPL up to game week three so far. And um, a lot of strategy going ahead for the future as well. But um, that's going to wrap up the podcast today. So I thank you very much for listening wherever you are in the world. I hope you are well. Um, may all your FPL dreams come true and uh, get scouting on that international break. But take care. Stay safe. Bye for now.